Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Burrow back to throw. Good protection. Fires deep down the yeah. sideline. Chase wide open. Oh, 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 oh. Sprinting down field oh. to the 20. The 10. <laughs> Touchdown. Unreal. 69 yards to Jamar Chase. Empty shotgun set. Three to his right, two to his left. He brings Cooper Cup in motion. Takes the snap. Rolls right. Hitches. Throws. Caught front pylon. Touchdown. 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 Touchdown, LA. Three receivers now to the right side, but a tight formation. Taysom will keep it. Throws to Kamara. Kamara, 10, 5. Touchdown, Alvin Kamara on the reception. Right side, near sideline. Saints touchdown, 12 yards. The snap, a good one. Brady looking, cocks the arm, throws toward the end zone. Receiver open, caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Buccaneers take the lead for the first time of the game. Grayson makes the catch of the end zone. Buccaneers lead, 26-24. Tom Brady, you're terrific. We want to talk about that last drive, but I have to start with, uh, can you tell us what happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that, and is this the last strike for him? He is no longer a buck. All right, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that were not there and won the game. That's Bruce Arians after the Bucks. Come from 14 down to beat the Jets 28-24. Antonio Brown leaving the field in the third quarter. Throwing his undershirt and gloves into the crowd and bouncing up and down and waving to the crowd as he goes up the tunnel. And then the Bucks come back and win the game. Jets go for it on fourth and two. A quarterback sneak that had no chance. The coaching staff is saying, well, they blew the play call into Zach. He was supposed to hand off to the guy in motion, Barrios. But the Jets made a mess of it, and they end up losing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say rookie, rookie mistake, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that thing had blamed no... it on the coaches. Apparently, they sent the wrong well, thing. Of course, in. you're, you're not going to blame yeah. it on well, the rookie blame quarterback. On the quarterback. <laughs> so that's that's obvious. You're gonna, a 21 year old quarterback, you freaking idiot! What are you doing? I mean, they're never going to do that. So I get that. Take the hit and grow from it. Whether they win that game or not, uh, it's probably better for draft purposes that they lose the game anyway. Yeah, right. That's what uh, they've been talking about in the last couple of wins. So, uh, I, don't, I, I can live with that. He, he'll know better as he gets older. He's just barely getting started. Uh, Bruce Arians is wrong. This is not the end of the story on this thing. The Antonio Brown. I mean, it's a sad, sad story. I don't take... I didn't think it was funny. I took no enjoyment of it. I didn't think it was anything to chuckle about. I mean, I've been there. I've seen... Wasted athletic talent due to mental health issues. And it's a sad, sad situation under every single circumstance. And that was my reaction to it. I mean, it's obviously something going on here that needs to be addressed at a deep, deep level, well beyond anything that I could possibly diagnose. That is not the first issue he has had. I mean, just recently, not going all the way back, but just recently, the Raiders let him go without playing a game. He played one game in New England before they let him go. And now... His term with the Bucks ends this way. So, like you said, there's mental health issues there, and how can we possibly figure out what to do about those? Other games, the Rams hold on to the NFC West lead. They are going to win the West. They beat the Ravens 20-19, overcoming a pick six early in the game from Stafford, and then another pick and a fumble. 
But they got it right down the stretch. Odell Beckham Jr. with a catch on fourth and five, and then he scores in the next play of the game-winning touchdown. The Ravens theoretically are alive, but their path to the playoffs is very complicated and not likely to happen. That pretty much finished them off. Tyler Huntley had no problem moving the team between the 20s, but they had to settle for four field goals. Their only, only touchdown was scored on defense early in the game. Cardinals beat the Cowboys 25-22. Arizona is in the playoffs. Kyler Murray, a couple of touchdown passes. The Cardinals hold off a late Cowboy rally. Looks like the Cowboys will probably be the four seed in the playoffs. Yeah, well, the Cardinals were in the playoffs uh, with or without this win. But it was a nice win. I mean, they'd lost, what, four in a row? Have to go on the road, look like they're left for dead. And then they managed to somehow win that game. I would have never thought that that would have been possible given the circumstances and uh, the fake punt with the catch against the helmet. It was even better than the Tyree thing. Yeah, hey, I'm not catching against my helmet. I'll catch it against your helmet. Yeah, and then fall to the ground one-handed the entire time. Uh, Ward, his name is, and he's just incredible. Cowboys now 6-5 and five against teams not in the NFC East. They're dominating the East, but get outside the East and they're a 500 team. And there's a decent chance that the Cardinals are going to end up the 5 seed and the Cowboys the 4 and that they could play again on Wild Card Weekend in two weeks. So we may be seeing a rematch of that game. Patriots are in the playoffs. They have clinched. The Dolphins lost. The Patriots won. That's the combo they needed. And the Patriots didn't, didn't just win. We see 50 in the college game, PK, but we do not see 50 in the pro game very often. Patriots rolling over the Jaguars 50-10. to 10. Mac Jones, three touchdown passes in a blowout, and Trevor Lawrence was throwing interceptions. and Two rookie quarterbacks, and that's the difference between landing with a good team and landing with a bad team and landing with a good coach and landing with a bad coach. Yeah, I don't know the status of the other guy. I can't say that they're a bad coach. I guess you can. That's your call. Uh, but I'm wondering, does this uh, diminish Tom Brady? Is Be- Belichick's winning with just about everybody? Well, he's getting to the playoffs with just about everybody. I mean, that's 18 times in and 22 years now, but not the Super Bowls. So Brady with the Super Bowls is standing apart. Now, if they just go on and win the Super Bowl, that argument gets better. Of course, Brady got one without Belichick also, so it's not like Tampa Bay was rolling Super Bowls together. Forty-Niners won. They beat the Texans 23-7, put themselves in position. If they win next week, they're in the playoffs. Although if they lose and the Saints beat the Falcons, then they are out. So they are right on the precipice. The Eagles looking at the same deal. If they win, they're in. If they lose, they're going to need some help to back in. They beat Washington 20-16, come from behind. Wasn't pretty, but they got it done. Chargers and Raiders both win to set up a showdown. They're going to be the Sunday night game next week. The winner will get to 10-7 and and be in the playoffs. Chargers blew out the Broncos 34-13. The Broncos have collapsed and been eliminated. The Raiders kick a last-second field goal to win their game. Big win for the Raiders on the road to, to set up that showdown. And Jamar Chase... Three touchdowns, 11 catches, 266 yards. He puts on a show as the Cincinnati Bengals come from 14 down to beat the Chiefs and win the AFC North title, 34-31, the final score. Jamar Chase just going off. 21 years old, fifth pick in the draft. 13 touchdowns on the year now. He is having a year. Still just a rookie. 
DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Utah. CJ Stroud gets the snap. He's going to throw on fourth down. Fires that one deep. Left side, Harrison to the end zone. Touchdown. Marvin Harrison runs under a pass from CJ Stroud as Ohio State gets on the board first with a first collegiate touchdown pass that's caught by freshman Marvin Harrison. Stroud back to pass. Sets it as 41. Floats it down the middle of the field. Caught out of the 30 of Utah. Jackson Smith and Jigba weaves his way to the 20, and he's going to skate into the end zone for another score. Jackson Smith and Jigba. A 52-yard TD pass from C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes. Add a little lightning of their own as they trail 28-20. to Stroud's going to go on top once more. Looks right, looks left, throws long on the right side toward the end zone. Ball in the air. Caught Jackson it. Smith and Jigba's got it. Yeah. Touchdown, Jackson Smith and Jigba on a 30-yard pass play as C.J. Stroud strikes for his sixth touchdown pass of the game. And Ohio State has their first lead of the night, 44-38. Snaps it to Mirko. The kick by Ruggles out of the hole is up. And Mirko, good. it's good. Noah Ruggles boots it through. And Ohio State with nine seconds left has a 48-45 lead over Utah. And that ends up being the final score as C.J. Stroud throws for 573 yards and six touchdowns. And Ohio State comes from 14 down to win the Rose Bowl. P.K., you were there. Thrilling game. But the Ute secondary with a lot of reserves against, well, a lot of reserves for the Ohio State receivers. But Marvin Harrison Jr. stepped up with the three touchdown catches, and Smith and Jigba made a ton of big plays, 347 yards receiving, and the Buckeyes come back to get the win. Well, Juju Smith and Jigba was really something. He was, uh, had it going on for sure, and uh, Stroud was just simply sensational. He looked like an all-time quarterback to me. I mean, he, to me, he clearly was the best quarterback that the Utes as a program had seen since Justin Herbert. And when you look at the uh, Pac-12 going into it, they had nobody that came anything close to Shroud. And I was talking to a coach before the game for a couple days and saying that they're just going to exploit the corners. Because the corners, and he included Phillips too, didn't think he was all that good. I know a lot of people around here thinking, that's not me saying it, this is somebody who does it for a living. What do I know? And saying that uh, Shroud was going to expose them big time because they hadn't been exposed this year because there was nobody to throw the ball like that in the conference. No quarterback came anything near what Shroud had done. Nobody. There's simply nobody in the Pac-12 is anything remotely similar. And sure enough, just boom, just opened up and went nuts. And Utah was battered in the secondary with injuries. I mean, obviously, they're playing a running back that they just converted the other day. I heard about it before the game. I didn't know about it, but about two hours before the game, I heard that uh, Bernard playing corner. You know, that that can't be good. (laughs) And it wasn't. But you go big picture. Uh, They won the Pac-12. And I I wrote about it. And I know you fans want to Look at that and feel proud about that. It was a phenomenal experience for everybody. Talked to hundreds of fans. It sure was. It was a great day. Beautiful setting. All that stuff. You came up a little bit short. And Cougar fans want to rip. Well, they didn't beat anybody out of the conference. Uh, Okay. Well, really, that was the bulk of your wins, too. (laughs) So you're incriminating yourself when you do that. Uh, It's been an interesting... uh, 
couple of stories that I've submitted for me in terms of feedback has been incredible. But that's uh, that's the passion and emotion why I love working in this market. So overall, it was a tremendous experience. It came up a little short as far as the outcome of the game. Yeah, but you know, after spending weeks preaching the Rose Bowl is special and the Rose Bowl is electric, and when you're there, you're going to feel it. Do you feel vindicated? Because that Rose Bowl game was special. The day was glorious. The game was electric. Truth doesn't need vindication. No, I didn't. Feel, did I feel vindicated? Yes. For what? No. I mean, that didn't even enter my mind. What What do I need vindication for? If, you, if truth is what it is, it's just that. It's truth. What vindication do you need? No, not at all. Nothing did, did not enter my mind. It was, a, it was a glorious day. I got to the stadium at 6 in the morning, uh, parked because they had said that with all the rain that the golf course may not be able to have enough parking. So I got there early, literally 6, 6.15, walked over to the parade. And my sister was staying a couple of blocks away, met up with her. Went and enjoyed the parade. I had to leave early. I had to do a TV appearance that we had on the platform right in front of the iconic Rose Bowl sign. Uh, that was my first time working with those guys on television, and they were blown away by the loudmouth that I can become when the red light comes on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> but met a whole, met tons of youth fans, uh, met people that I knew from the neighborhood, friends, and whatnot. It was a great, great day. I mean, obviously, it was spoiled a little bit, but yeah, that I had so many people come up to me afterwards and since saying we really enjoyed it, and it's like that's where I feel vindicated. If you want that, because I've been saying all along, what do you think I was talking about? No, the the you're talking about the game. I'm talking about strictly the game that I feel like it's not about the the result. To me, it's about the experience. Right. But that could be any game. It's not the Rose Bowl. It could be any game. The, the, the Rose Bowl is irrelevant to the to my feeling on what I take from games. I take them as entertained. Mm-hmm. Well, it could have been the Pee Wee League. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. You, you're specifically right. talking about the Rose Bowl. So I'm talking about any game. Was I entertained? Well, the answer is yes. There's a winner and loser in every game, which is why I never or certainly rarely get caught up in the result of games. What kind of experience did I have? Well, this experience was off the charts. Same thing BYU-Utah. You can have so much fun going to tailgating with your family and Beck throws to Harleen. It was an unbelievable play. Were you not entertained? Yes. Eh, The result wasn't what it was that you wanted, but to, to me, it's sort of so what? That's the way I look at it, and I think some folks felt that way more so than they've ever felt that way ever. And that game stood in stark contrast to the two games college football fans watched the day before. Let's get to those. Hashtag college football. Second down and six. Here's the snap. Play action fake. Price across the middle. Wide open. Latu. Touchdown. Alabama. Snap to Bennett. Want to throw on third and short. Hook it up for Cook. He's wide open. Caught. 21, 15, 10. Hopped into the end zone. Touchdown, James Cook. A homecoming for Cook, who's from South Florida. Touchdown, dogs. What's that I hear? Hammer and nail and coffin. 33 to 3. Dogs lead it. 
College football playoff semifinals, both games. You knew who was going to win before we got to halftime. Alabama beats Cincinnati 27-6, and then Georgia beats Michigan even worse. That one ends up 34-11. It's Bama and Georgia in the college football playoff title game next Monday night. Those games weren't close. Dominant performances by the two SEC teams, PK. Oh, yeah, they were. I can't add anything more than that. Win the line of scrimmage, and they won both sides of the line of scrimmage in both games. The other New Year's Six games, there was some entertaining stuff there. Uh, Baylor beats Ole Moose 21-7, and Oklahoma State over Notre Dame. Down 28-7, Oklahoma State scores 30 straight points, and they win it 37-35 in an entertaining festival. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Wiggins drives middle, kicks it over to Porter. He's open, loads up a triple. It's short. Gets his own rebound. Back over to Curry. He fires for a three. Got it! Stephen Curry with a new NBA record. 158 consecutive games with a made three. Wiggins step back off the dribble. Knocked it down over Bogdanovich. A lot of people, a little murmur starting for Wiggins. Maybe being named an all-star this year. Jump pass over to Porter. Left wing back to Curry. Over to the right corner. There's Payton. Won't take the shot. Now Porter gets it to Curry. Curry, Curry off a screen, three ball, got it! Curry! Utah Jazz split two games over the weekend. Friday night, they beat Minnesota 121-08. Saturday, they lose to the Warriors 123-116. Donovan Mitchell had a season high 39 points Saturday night. Jazz took the lead down 14 at halftime. They took the lead with a great third quarter. But the Warriors were there with not one, but two good runs in the fourth quarter to come back and win the game. You heard Wiggins in those highlights. He had nine straight points at one stretch. He was really good, and obviously you know Steph Curry's going to hit big shots, and he did. And the Warriors now not only winning 80% of their games, but 3-1 and one against the Jazz and the Suns so far this year with another game with the Jazz coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, and Jazz didn't hit shots. They, they just couldn't make shots, and that was a big deal. You can play the Warriors, you got to make shots. And you got to make a lot of them. Made them in stretches, but not all the time. Jazz are on the road now. Five-game road trip starts with New Orleans tonight, Denver Wednesday. Tip-off tonight set for 6 o'clock on the Zone Sports Network. The pregame show starts at 5 as the Jazz hit the road for five straight games. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Backing down. Love. His pass deflected. Grabbed out front by Mobley. Mobley top of the key. Four on the clock. Three on the clock. Mobley into the lane. Left-handed shot is good. Evan Mobley never panicked. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. LeBron another triple. Highlights from the NBA there. The Lakers beat the Timberwolves 108-103. LeBron James scores 26 points in the game as the Lakers pick up the win. The Suns win again and blow out the Hornets 133-99. Devin Booker leads the way with 24. Suns, two highest scoring games of the year, both against Charlotte. Broke 130 both times. Huh, how about that? Luka Doncic is back. He's been out a little more than three weeks. He had 14 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists. The Mavericks beat the Thunder, 95-86. to 
Josh Giddy with a triple-double. He's only 19 years old, but he put up 17 points, 13 rebounds, and 14 assists. Has the triple-double lost its award? I mean, it's Watered nice down a little all, bit, yeah. Good for him. He's a nice player. Just a youngster. Kings beat the Heat. Miami goes down to defeat 115-113. Darren Fox had 24 in that one. And Jalen Brown goes for 50. Overtime win for the Celtics. They beat the Magic 116-111. to 111. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Light weekend of college basketball. COVID postponing a lot of games. The Aggies didn't play. BYU, the entire West Coast Conference, was shut down. The Utes did play. Led at the half at Oregon, but the Ducks with a strong second half pull away and win 79-66. Brandon Carlson had 15 points in the loss as the Utes dropped 8-6 on the year and 1-3 in conference. So how can hundreds of football players be able to play and but 15 basketball guys can't? Don't know. I don't know. 100 players, are they more vaccinated? Are they more careful? I don't know. There were a lot of basketball games off. I mean, way too many to know off the top of your head. Big Sky action. Weber State goes up to Montana, gets beat 74-72. That game went right down to the wire, tied up. Montana got the last bucket and got the win. Weber State and Montana both 3-1. SUU also 3-1 now. Northern Colorado upset the T-Birds, 91-81. In the WAC, Abilene Christian top Dixie State, and UVU beat Tarleton State. And that is what is trending. It is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, waiting to hear back from Nick Ford, post-Pasadena, post-Rose Bowl visit, our last of the year with the Youth Center. We'll talk with him hopefully later this morning. Steve Cleveland, basketball insider, will be here at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The question of the day is coming up next as we reflect on the Rose Bowl. Stay with us.